I totally forgot about the other job. Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Hello, I wanted to share some of my personal endeavors with you. So although this episode might not bring you help as normal, I thought it'd be fun to share my jobs with you. All of them, because my family seems to find it funny that I've had so many. <laughs> I was always taught the value of money by my grandparents and my parents. I remember that in kindergarten I wanted to be a teacher, then a ballet dancer. In fourth grade, I loved science and I wanted to be a botanist and study plants. Then I wanted to be an English teacher when I fell in love with writing. When it was time for college, I looked for school for teaching. After freshman year though, I was undecided between four or five majors. And I know this because I just found my old course schedule in my parents' basement. I had one more year to decide and I was deciding between elementary education, communications, Apparently criminal justice. I totally forgot I had an interest in that. Sport management, and I thought there was one more. Now the reason for sport management is I remember I was with my family, we were driving past Continental Arena, the Meadowlands, which is now called MetLife Stadium for the Giants and Jets play. And my mom said something about how I could be an event planner for stadiums like that, like set up concerts and you know, different fun things. So that always stuck in my head because I always had a creative side that needed to be felt. Some of these jobs might not truly count, so I'll just start with those. I started to babysit. I started babysitting at age 11, which now seems a little young. I also was very outdoorsy, and I remember painting rocks with smashed up berries from the woods, and I remember I wanted to sell them. Uh, I put flyers in the neighbor's mailboxes along with my other neighbor, and we tried to clean houses. Of course, my mom's friend let us do it. I think we also put flyers to shovel people's driveways. I do remember selling cherry tomatoes at the end of the driveway. And when somebody came, I remember I held the bag open with one hand and just grabbed handfuls with the other, smushing them all. And then I didn't know what to do, so I just handed the bag over and ran back in the house. At about age 14, I had my first real business idea. I created greeting cards. And I remember my family saying, there's already too much competition, which is something I still hear today when it comes to Amazon or this and that. But there's always someone who has already thought of something. As my mentor Nicole Walters said, if you go to Target, there's more than one brand of bread in the bread aisle, but only one or two appeal to you for either this or that reason. No one is like you, so if you're authentic, someone will like you and what you bring to the table. At 15, I babysat all summer, and now we'll go into the air quote, real jobs, basically when I started paying taxes. At 16, somebody picked me up and drove me to a law firm, and I started working at a law firm. This was junior year. Might have been sophomore year, actually. So I know that junior year summer, I worked in the law office, and I also worked at McDonald's at two different locations. And when the second location opened, I put the wax on the floor, and I was in charge of sealing the floor. Then they asked me what I wanted to do. I said I wanted to work on the grill. I wanted to cook. 
I did have to take shifts in the dishwashing station, but I loved working that grill. My father cracks up at this. McDonald's has been my favorite job. I wore a purple polo shirt and a purple visor and some 80s looking pleated pants and I literally smelled like grease and my shoes were just covered in grease all the time. And I never wanted McDonald's because I smelled it all the time. But we had fun working back there. Believe it or not, I was in charge of opening the location at 5.45 or was it 4.45 every morning that I worked. Once school started again, I just went back to the law office in the evenings. I also coached cheerleading after my cheerleading practices. Then at 17 or 18 in that summer, I worked again at the law office. It was real estate law and also at a farm stand. It was kind of like a store, not a stand, but it was a seasonal place and sold fresh corn and fresh peaches. Then senior year, I was again at the law office, coaching cheering and cheered. Did a competition that year on varsity. And then this summer when I was 18, I just can't remember what I did. I do know freshman year of college, I put flyers up around my dorm and I got one customer and it was for a manicure. And I believe I charged $3, possibly five. Again, one customer, but I tried. That summer, I waitressed at a fancy restaurant. I did a banquet or two. And then when I went back to college, I wrote for the college newspaper. Freshman year, I got invited into an advanced writing class and I started to write my book, 1999, which yes, it's still in the works. That summer after sophomore year of college was so much fun. There's a group of us for the summer working at a baseball stadium. And I chose my major at that point of sport management. They rotated us through sales, public relations, marketing. I got to learn the whole nine yards and we became family because the interns and the staff and myself, we'd work all day and then the games were all evening. I pretty much was always there. Learned a lot, had a lot of fun, and then went back to college. I was deep into full load of classes in sport management, so I decided to work for the intramural team that ran the college sports. When I came home junior year, I worked at Office Depot for one day. Senior year, I think I worked at a tremural office again. My last semester, I had to do an internship, so I worked for a sports sales company. After senior year, my first job was at a gym, ironically, now that I think back to what I love now. Fitness was not a part of my life back then. I worked at Picatinny Army Gym. I ran the softball league. I know I helped set up a weightlifting competition. Again, ironic. I also was personally in charge of opening the gym at 5.45 a.m. I think I was much more responsible back then. Another thing I did there was I cleaned the women's and men's locker rooms. That was good for the first summer after graduation, but I then in the fall got a job at an IT recruiting firm. I only lasted there for eight days but I met one of my best friends. I think we barely texted them, but somehow we kept in touch 15 years later. So here I am 18, jobless, had a little money from all those years of babysitting, and I decided to create a craft business. My mom, Pat, was an exceptional creator, whether it be food, desserts, home decor, landscaping, floral arrangements. She just was a talented woman, in addition to being an exceptional businesswoman, which I envy, and I learned a lot from her. So I decided to create towel bunnies. How ironic that my first private label Amazon product ended up being round beach towels, also known as roundies, which are for sale on my website, erinrow.com, if you wanna check them out. But I will be updating the pictures soon because they need some work. I tried to go to craft shows, I tried 
to sell these towel bunnies by advertising. Advertising then meant flyers by the door when you walk out of your food store. MySpace ads weren't a thing that I was aware of anyway because I wasn't paying for a newspaper ad. Flyers was my way of advertising. I swear I probably still have those things somewhere in my parents' basement, but the fact that I sold towels and then like 20 years later I sold them again is just pretty funny. A couple things I did while I was jobless. I drove to different unemployment agencies, sat with them, gave them whatever info they needed, and they would call me for like one week here, two weeks there. They were temp jobs. But this one in particular, I remember clearly. They walked me down this hallway with a brown rug, opened a door, but inside was only one desk and one chair. It wasn't a desk, it was like a brown card table, a folding card table. They handed me a yellow notepad and a pen and a phone book and they closed the door and I had to call all of these numbers. So I eventually got a job at the bank. I was called a rover, which meant that every morning they would tell me where somebody called out and that's the bank I had to drive to. And sometimes there was a couple weeks that I was in one spot or a month if someone was away or out on leave. By the way, I quit first without another job. I can't remember if this was before or after the bank. Must have been after that I answered an ad in the paper, which sounds so funny nowadays. I don't even look at the paper, but classifieds. I remember when I was looking for a car, that's where I checked, and this is where I went for jobs. I also looked online, but I looked in the paper too. And somebody needed an assistant. It was the president of a company. So I applied, I got it, and I remember driving home from the interview and calling my parents who lived in another state and I was like I got the job but I have to go immediately on an international business trip for three to four weeks and I did I ended up traveling to Tel Aviv which I learned a lot from upon our return company downsized half of us got cut so that's when I was jobless and I started to work in a spa another ad was in the paper they needed help at night and it was for booking it was for a very high-end spa in northern New Jersey the booking office was an entire office it wasn't just one girl who answered the phone at the front of the spa when you walk in it was an entire team in a whole separate building and actually I met one of my really good friends there and we still keep in touch today and a girl who worked in the spa had a day job in a firm so I applied at her day company and worked in human resources did payroll and things like that I did that for a year or two and then I was contacted by a recruiter they had seen online that my resume stated I worked in the pharmaceutical industry before. That little bit of experience got me in the door and I've now been working in pharma for 13 and a half years. I was a contractor for that recruiter that called me for two and a half years and then I kept applying and applying to open positions hoping that my six month contracts were going to keep getting renewed or that I would find something permanent. I actually bought my house as a contractor, which was very risky, and I ended up getting a colleague position, as they call it, so that was definitely God's doing. And I've had about five different roles within the company I'm in now. Within the time of working at this company, I also wanted a dog shelter, so I decided I wanted a dog kennel. There was one for sale, but it was in Kansas and it was two million dollars. I really think that was what started my drive for wanting more than the average, wanting more than the social norm, for thinking outside the box and adding different streams of revenue so I could one day fulfill my dream. 
I bought a book about opening a kennel and the regulations scared me off. So I ran the numbers of a dog walking business and I was serious about it. It wasn't sufficient enough to pay my mortgage, so I decided on a dog grooming business. I worked in pharma all week and dragged myself up on Saturday mornings and worked at a dog groomer's to learn before enrolling in dog grooming school, which I decided not to do. I changed gears and I still held on to my goal that by 30, I wanted to own my own business. So I registered my first true business, home staging and redesign. I worked so hard on getting all my ducks in a row for that. I didn't wing it, I had everything. But I moved on to other things. So again, while still working full time, I did a whole mix of these things because I believe in having other streams of income because when my life is in the hands of my boss or my boss's boss, doesn't sit well with me. I don't feel stable. I need a backup plan. Maybe I learned that from all the times I quit before having another job. Maybe all the times my mom said to me, you need a backup plan, you can't just quit first. Maybe that stuck with me just in a different way. So throughout working full time, I did promotional marketing, AKA a liquor girl, two different agencies for that I worked in. Then I joined Beachbody and I'm still a coach. I still love the tools that they offer and the variety of options depending on everyone's situation. I became certified in three different of their fitness programs. So I was a fitness instructor for both MediFit and also contracted myself out to studios or as a sub. In 2017, I became a professional Amazon seller. I then created my own Shopify store just to take a stab at that, which Shopify was unsuccessful for me, but Amazon, I still would like to go back to one day. In 2018, I created my podcast, and in 2019, I opened my second business, which is a streamlined meal prep strategy, and I'm going to bring you more regarding the fitness and nutrition aspects down the road. That's about 20 jobs, and without each of them, I wouldn't have learned something important. I wanna tell you little details that happened to me in between all this. Back in college, since I couldn't decide on a major after I took all of my required credits a little too quickly, I chose business, but I ended up studying my business degree through more concentrated examples with sport business classes. I then had to choose a concentration and I chose professional sport so I could work for the Yankees in the city or the Devils hockey, which my dad brought me to a lot of those games. Luckily, WCU was one of the two accredited schools at the time in that program. I also minored in marketing and looking back, I really should have continued directly with my master's and done either sport law or sports psychology. So it was the end of my junior year and I had to take an elective class, so I took sign language one. I took them all. So the only thing left with my schedule, although photography never fit in with my schedule, the only thing left was sign language one. So I took it and I remember calling home and saying, I wish I could study communication disorders, but I wanted to start working so badly I took an overload of credits over and over to get out and start getting paid. So it was too late in my mind. I even took sign language too. I loved it so much. Even my senior year, a few of my sorority sisters were on the hall drawing for their classes and they were studying interior design and I regretted not studying that as well. After graduation, I even looked more into communication disorders because I really loved it. I know because I also found that application in the basement of my parents' house. But I did go back to school with a friend and we decided to become teachers. She had a BA and I had a BS and she was able to go right into the master's program, but I couldn't 
I was too behind on particular credits they needed. Also, after one day of, it wasn't student teaching, it must have been like observing, I just didn't think it was for me. I have started grad school two other times since then. One for regulatory affairs, since I work in the pharmaceutical industry, and second was for life coaching. I mean, I can't say they were a waste. A lot of stressful grad school nights of finishing things that were due, but I learned in each of those situations. I did get my home staging certification and my nutrition certification and fitness instructor certifications, but never my master's, which after learning about the digital marketing world, I am totally okay with. Since then, I've taken a ton of digital online courses, and even though they weren't through universities, these were people experienced, and I'm in the midst of a couple right now. My most recent experience was getting up at 3 a.m., to set up a craft show in Pennsylvania, Rice's Market. That didn't go as planned both times, but you just gotta laugh. Now to compare this to my father who worked at the same company for 35 years, and also my grandfather, it's a lot different nowadays. Even though we have so much opportunity, we're more stressed than ever. Money is on the forefront way more than family, and it should be the opposite. Disease is growing more common, and sometimes it's from our stress. Starting additional streams of income on the side of your current situation, whether an at-home mom or a day job, will lead you to feel more comfortable and in control of your future and your current situation. So I do encourage you to follow mentors, to constantly learn and grow, and find ways that you would actually enjoy putting work and effort into and replacing some of your non-productive, time-consuming habits or hobbies with some that can propel you forward in life. I hope you enjoyed me sharing how I jumped from here to there throughout my 20s. Let me know what some of your jobs have been or a path that you wish you would have taken. I'd love to hear and have a great day. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read on AaronRowe.com. Be sure to leave a review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.